All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here right off the bat with Rosehill. 30 minutes of live nonstop Leafs talk starts now. What's going on? Happy Tuesday. It's a Leafs game day and welcome to another edition of Leafs Morning Take. As you can see, Nick Alberga flying solo today. Don't worry. You'll get your Rosie fix in mere moments. That's right. Three hits with Rosie will come back in about five or six minutes from now. Remember to subscribe, smash that like button, leave us a review. Don't forget to visit theleafsnation.com for the very latest on all things Toronto Maple Leafs. We're live on Twitter, YouTube, and today for the first time, Facebook. Mic drop. Hello to everybody watching on Facebook right now. Thoughts, comments, concerns, or questions, hit me up in the YouTube chat down below. I'll get to them later on in the show. But folks, huge, big, massive show, whatever adjective you want to use. And I know every show is big, but extra big today. I am missing my dude, Jay Rosehill. Can't wait to have him back coming up on Thursday. But we got a Leafs-Pens preview, of course, game two of three in this 15-day three-game set this season here in November. Uh, so three hits with Rosie's coming up again in about four or five minutes from now. And the feature presentation. I don't know how I landed this, but I did. In about 10 minutes or so, the top free agent head coach out there, 2018 Stanley Cup champion himself, Barry Trotz, will join me. We'll see what he's been up to. Things are starting to percolate around the NHL. We all know the old adage about American Thanksgiving. So stay tuned for that. That's about uh, eight minutes or so away. Barry Trotz is going to drop by here on Leafs Morning Take. But first, some housekeeping notes. Uh, pertaining to the Maple Leafs, I'm not sure if you guys caught this yesterday, uh, but tough news on Jake Muzzin out indefinitely due to a cervical spine injury. Just hearing that sounds awful. And don't take this the wrong way, but I hope he never plays again. 
for me, and you know, first and foremost, health is of vast importance. I would never want somebody to put their life on the line, their future on the line for a sport. I understand he's an athlete making lots of money, but if he can't go, he can't go. And, they, and this guy's given so much to the sport, by the way, whether it was Los Angeles, uh, whether it's surely here as a member of the Toronto Maple Leafs, but just the back issues, the spine issues he's been having, it's really, really scary stuff. So I wish Jake Muzzin the best. Uh, they're saying he's going to be reevaluated in February. It just doesn't look like positive news. But again, most important of all things are his future, his family, and his health. And I think until one of those things gets right, certainly in the health aspect, I do not want to see him in the NHL. I do not want to see him play for the Toronto Maple Leafs. So I guess we'll find out more in the next couple months. But it's unfortunate. It does not sound good on the Jake Muzzin front. Uh, meantime, TJ Brody will be out a minimum of two weeks with an oblique injury. If you do remember, um, John Tavares, the captain, had the same type of injury back in training camp, and he missed about roughly two weeks. He returned in time for the season opener. So that's the way they phrased it that it was actually something similar to John Tavares. So we'll see on that front. But for me, it just means bigger things and and, and bigger footsteps for guys like Jordy Ben, who had a really good debut on Saturday, scores the game-winning goal for the Leafs in a revenge game against Vancouver. Mark Giordano, Rasmus Sandin. I think across the board, I think we're really going to realize the vast importance of TJ Brody to this team. And the amazing thing about TJ Brody, he doesn't miss games. And I think you body of work the last couple of years, specifically here in Toronto, he doesn't miss games. So now you take him out of the lineup. It's just going to be a bit of a different look for this team. So certainly, you know, the guys I mentioned, even, you know, Justin Hall stepping up, Lilligren stepping up, they're going to start relying heavily on those guys. And I do think this team will really, really direly miss TJ Brody. So we're wishing a speedy recovery in that matter too, and a return to full health and back in this Maple Leafs lineup. Because again, this is going to be felt big time. But for now, we're going to get over the boards. Undoubtedly, we don't want to overshadow the big story on the night. Matt Murray, yeah. Remember him? Played in the season opener, his uh, Toronto Maple Leafs regular season debut, made 19 stops, and they lost to the Montreal Canadiens. And quite frankly, that is the last we've pretty much seen of Matt Murray. He got injured in the morning skate prior to that game on the Saturday, uh, game three of the season against the Ottawa Senators, and he's missed the last 14 games due to a groin injury. So he returns tonight. We all know the story, the history with the Pittsburgh Penguins. He won two Stanley Cups with them. It's a former team. Uh, you would think he's going to be getting up to play this game. We mentioned you know, the game back on Friday, Pittsburgh winning that 4-2. The final of getting Malkin I thought was outstanding. Uh, but this is the second time in five days, the second of three meetings in 15 days. The Leafs will be in Pittsburgh on November 26th as well. And I just think for me, that's the biggest thing I'm looking at in this game is Matt Murray. Because we know without goaltending, this team is going nowhere. And they can't just rely on Ilya Samsonov or like an Eric Schalgren the way they have been the last little while. Like they need both guys. And, you know, I think Roberto Luongo, quite frankly, put it best in his speech yesterday for the Hockey Hall of Fame that you need you, you need more than one guy now. Like it's a lot different than when he started his career where you need two solid, competent guys in between the pipes where you're going nowhere. So certainly the the road forward starts tonight for the Leafs again with Matt Murray. But I always, I, I'm always, I'll be honest, I temper my expectations with Matt Murray because quite frankly, he does get injured quite a bit. So fingers crossed he can make it to the game tonight. And it's it's always tough to say that, but Again, they're playing the Pittsburgh Penguins. He should be fired up to be playing them. He's missed 14 games, so this will be the second appearance for Matt Murray um, as a member of the Toronto Maple Leafs confirmed starter. I think we're still awaiting word on the starter as we speak right now for the Pittsburgh Penguins. But if you ask me, it's a four-game week for them. I would expect Casey DeSmith, uh, you know, 
most importantly, he gets the victory against Toronto on Friday. So why would you go against that? He's been the better of him and Tristan Jari the last little while. It's been a tough stretch for Pittsburgh. But they seem to be coming out of things, by the way. They had dropped seven in a row. They're now currently on a three-game point streak. Uh, they played a back-to-back on Saturday as well. Lost in Montreal. Crazy, hectic game against the Montreal Canadiens. A 5-4 loss. Sean Monahan, I believe, scoring the winner in that game. So stay tuned for that one. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think anytime these two teams get together, but to me, that without question, that is the big story on the night is Matt Murray. But without further ado, let's get to three hits with Rosie. Hey guys, three hits today, our big Tuesday. We're teeing up the game against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Now, luckily, we just paid, played the Penguins on Friday. Um, didn't go the way we wanted, so we got a chance at redemption right now. My number one thing that I want to see out of the Maple Leafs tonight is to play pissed off. You just dropped a home game to this team a matter of days ago. It's not very often in this league you can get redemption that quick. You know, we're a matter of days from that loss at home, and you get another shot at them right here tonight in Pittsburgh. I want them to remember that loss, remember what happened. I want a little crashing, a little banging. I want them to take into this team in their home barn and do exactly to them what they just did to the Maple Leafs on Friday. Number two, how are we gonna do that? You gotta shut down Malkin, you gotta shut down Sid, Gensel. These guys, you can't let them have these multi-point games against you. They're too good. They'll do it in two opportune times and they'll make you pay and it could be the difference in the game. You know, especially on defense, you got to know when those guys are out there. You can't give them breathing room. You can't give them time and space. And you can't let them wander away where you're not sure where they are. Because as soon as they do, puck's on their stick. It's in the back of the net. It happened on Friday. It'll happen again on Tuesday if they're not careful, if they're not paying attention to that. <clears throat> Number three hit. Team defense is going to be huge right now. We just lost Muzzin. Uh, found out that he's going to be gone for a long time. There's going to be no help from him anytime soon. TJ Brody also unexpectedly went down as well. So we got two guys that are not going to be in the lineup. Muzzin's been out for a while, I realize. Now we lost Brody. It's not ideal. We're going to be bringing up some Marlies. One of them's going to be in the lineup, no doubt. But, you know, luckily we got Jordy Ben back in. But Team defense is going to be huge. you got to keep these guys to the walls, keep everything to the outside, protect the middle, protect your goalie. We're not sure who's playing as of uh, right now, but could be Murray. He uh, hasn't been playing lately. He's nursing an injury. If he's coming back, it could be a little bit rushed. Who knows? Bottom line is whoever's in net is going to need a hand. They're going to need some team defense. We can't be running and gunning. We can't have bad pinches. We can't have fancy turnovers. And we got to back check, get that third guy high and, and start to take care of the defensive zone. That's going to win you games, especially against the Pittsburgh Penguins in Pittsburgh. Uh, you're not going to shoot out the lights and do a bunch of run and gun fancy stuff to win the game. It's going to be that simple stuff, keeping them on the walls, paying attention to where everybody is, and learning from the mistakes on Friday. Obviously, we didn't get it done there on Friday. And like I said, big chance at redemption today. I hope they come out banging. I hope they come out with energy. I hope they come out pissed off and get themselves a big win, which would get them right back on track here on Tuesday. Let's see it happen. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Get much better than today's guests. In addition to racking up over 900 wins, He's won two Jack Adams trophies as well as a Stanley Cup in 2018 with the Washington Capitals. Welcome to Leafs Morning Take, Barry Trotz. Trotzy, what's going on? Just hanging out, hanging out in beautiful Washington, D.C., visiting my uh, granddaughter. It's her birthday today, so yeah, awesome. we're going to keep this sh- fairly short then. Yes, we will. Happy birthday. Uh, so so, so what, what have you been up to lately? I've been uh, since uh, May uh, just trying to be a, a good dad, a uh, uh, a good father, you know, with uh, with my children, they've got uh, they're all grown up now. They've got certain businesses, so we've taken care of that. And then uh, I've been uh, moving my parents and uh, and uh, and my wife's parents. Uh, uh, they've gone into uh, facilities, so we've had the the perfect storm this summer, and we moved ourselves. So uh, been doing a lot of moving. Keeping busy, that's great to hear. Um, be honest, you getting that urge to get back into the mix here a bit? Yeah, a little bit. I, I probably need a little bit of a break from all the. Uh, uh, I haven't had a break since uh, May, but uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I miss I miss being in the. Uh, I miss game day. I miss I miss the room. I miss that you know the, the wins, the losses, the the emotion that goes with it. Just uh, and the preparation that goes with it. You get a an adrenaline adrenaline crash, or you get an adrenaline uh, kick every day. So. Uh, yeah, I'm watching the games. It's uh, the, the seasons. The, the team is uh, all the teams in the league are pretty tight. Uh, for, you look at uh, some teams have got off to great starts. Some teams have got off to poor starts. Uh, it's it's normal, but the, the games have been good. There's been a uh, an uptick in in offense uh, around the league. I don't you know the go, the goaltenders. Uh, uh, save percentage have gone down. I just watch the players. They're deception right now. Uh, they, they, there's no tells. They're 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 selling shot and and throwing it over to the backside. So uh, you know there's a there's a lot more a little more offense uh, happening now. So what kind of fan is Barry Trotz? And we mentioned you're unemployed. I guess for the time being, we can call it. But like when you watch a game, are you watching teams? Are you watching systems? Are you watching specific players? Like what goes in your mind? Uh, a little bit of a little bit of all. Uh, I, I, I look, really look at it from a coaching perspective, right? probably first and foremost. Uh, you know, what systems are they using? You know, I've got a pretty, pretty good book on most of the teams the last couple of years, and uh, coaches have a certain systems and certain things that they do. So, you know, if a coach moved around, you know, example is Bruce Cassidy doing, 
what he did in, in Boston? Is he doing it in Vegas? Has he tweaked something? You know, so that's probably where my mind goes first. And then how uh, the coaches are using their players, which players are uh, getting a little bit of an uptick, uh, you know, from their coach and belief and which are getting a little bit of a downtick in terms of ice time. So watch a little of that. And then uh, I try to get to know the, the new players. Uh, I have a really good book on the Eastern Conference, obviously being there uh, the last nine years or so. So, uh, you know, the Western Conference got a little... Uh, you know, you're not quite as familiar because you don't play them as much. So, uh, plus some of those late late uh, games when you're on the East Coast, as you know, are a little harder to watch. Mm-hmm. So, um, getting a book on that, I, I spent a lot of time in obviously Manitoba, uh, in my parents, uh, in my uh, my wife's mother's area, where. Uh, so I'm a little bit more in that central time zone, and then I moved back to Nashville. Uh, for tax purposes, getting out of New York. So, um, Smart. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, you can say quite a bit. So I just did that. Um, so I've been in more in the central time zone, so I get a little bit of both, but I get a little more of the West now than I, than I'm used to. So getting a good buck on them. So watching a lot of hockey, keeping on top of things and, uh, working during the day uh, for the most part. Yeah, see, my eyes are starting to hurt. I watch so much hockey, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, I mentioned your resume. We'd be here all day, Trotsy, if I listed off all your accomplishments. So my next question is pretty simple. Like at this juncture in your career, you, again, you've done so much. What makes you tick? Like, what are you looking for in your next adventure? Well, I think, you know, I'd like to win another Stanley Cup uh, with, you know, I've been a part of an expansion team. And that grew, and you see Nashville's a really strong uh, franchise. And, and there was some tough sledding in the early years, trust me. Uh, expansion wasn't what it was. Uh, the We had a, eight or nine different uh, uh, owners, uh, those type of things. So, um, you know, uh, and then I went to, to Washington, who we were able to win a Stanley Cup, and then uh, onto the island where... I think getting the pride back on the island was really important, getting that building built, uh, becoming relevant again. And I thought we were able to do that. Uh, you know, we lost John Tavares to the Leafs. Um, so it was a big challenge, but, uh, you know, Lou did, Lou was, uh, was great to work with. And I, I think we stabilized that, that franchise to the point where, you know, it's got a, a beautiful building. We went to the conference finals, uh, twice, um, and, uh, the, you know, if Tampa's not there, I think we might at least have one ring, if not two. Um, but uh, we couldn't get by them. And, uh, they, you know, they, there's a, they're back in being relevant in a real important market, especially in, uh, in New York. So um, all that, uh, I'd like to, obviously, when you win a Stanley Cup, you, you want to you wanna do it again. You really do. Um, and I, I, I'm, I'm bitten with the bug, I guess. I love the game. Uh, the game has given me so much, and I, you know, I've, I've always been all in when I've when I've gone to a team. So, uh, you know, a lot of this summer was about can I be all in or not, and I wasn't able to. So, I, I got to do things that I needed to do as a as a uh, you know a husband, a, a father, and a, a stepson. So I've been able to do all that, which has been a really blessing. So you don't have to name teams, but have you been contacted recently about any any coaching gigs around the league? No, no, not really. Uh, I think right now I, I I'm a pretty firm believer in in um, 
and with all the teams, there's the first 10 games of the year, you're trying to see if your team is out of summer mode. And, you know, and, and people don't understand, you got training camp and all that, but the games get spread out and, and, you, and it's really about the compete. You can get back into that summer mode. If you're out of it, teams are going good. And then the next, you know, 15 to 20 games, you find out what you sort of, what your team is, how much compete, how detailed are they? Do they have the belief? Do they have their swagger? That type of thing. You know, yeah, everybody was down on, on Boston because of all the injuries and they took yeah. it as a challenge. Yeah. Jim Montgomery, you know, I, you know, as those, there's some great leadership in that room. They just took it upon themselves to make sure that they were out of summer mode and they were getting it done together. And you saw the start that they had. Vegas had something to prove. Uh, all the teams, you know, New Jersey uh, had something to prove. They're they're going well. All the teams that had changes was something to prove. Winnipeg, uh, they uh, got off. They got the, uh, you know, the Islanders as well. Um, they've all got a little chip on their shoulder from last year, and they've come out flying where other teams uh, maybe didn't have that chip on their shoulder uh, and trying to ease into it. And, uh, they haven't got the start that they want. So this is a, the, the time of the year where you can get yourself right in the mix. And I mean, you win a game here, you go from 12th place in the, in the, you know, the conference to eighth place and you're, you're all fine. So you have a good week as long as you don't have bad weeks. You know, I always, I always, as a coach, uh, didn't go on a 10, 10 game segment, talk about a whole lot about 10 game segment segments. I talked about the week. You know, you usually have three games a week, sometimes four, but you need at least four points. And I don't care how you get them, get four points every week and you're going to be in the playoffs. And uh, uh, so you try to have a, a short-term focus and, and teams are, are, have that. Uh, you see teams uh, that have got off to bad starts, they're starting to rebound and, and uh, you know, you, you find out a lot about them. We all know the volatility surrounding the job. You know, we're approaching American Thanksgiving, as you just referenced. Uh, would you strongly consider a job offer right now if it made sense for you and your family, Barry? I would if it if it made sense. Uh, be and I would be I'd be quite honest with the team. Uh, you know, uh, mm -hmm. you know, ideally, probably for me, uh, I'm probably you know after January, but uh, the right situation. Yeah, I, I'm 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 refreshed. I'm all that. Uh, you know, there's still some things on my plate I have to get done. I have a special needs son who uh, we need to get him uh, situated a little bit better. It hasn't been a, a great four or five months here for him. And so we want to get him situated. But we're getting pretty close to, to that point where, uh, you know, I feel comfortable if the, the right thing came around that, that that would be something I would, would consider for sure. So, um but, I, you know, the break's been good. Uh, you know, I get to look at it uh, uh, from a different perspective. Uh, I was telling uh, someone the other day, I went to David Poyle's uh, 3,000th game. I was invited by him, and we had some of the original parts from 1997 come and return. And, and uh, it was really uh, surreal, uh, me being in a rink with the, the season going on, and, and I'm watching it from you know, from a suite type of thing. So uh, that was a little bit awkward uh, or surreal, whatever you want to call it. Uh, uh, but at the same time, it, I, I, I'm in a good, good, good place myself, you know, mentally and physically. I'm, 
I'm doing good and, and uh, pretty relaxed right now. Yeah, I love that. And that's the most important part. And I was going to say, like, you strike me as a very hungry and motivated person. I think the unique aspect of all of this is you've never taken a job in season, right? And with that, you know, yeah. what do you think the pros and cons of something like that would be? Like, do you even think about what's happened in recent memory with guys like Craig Berube and Mike Sullivan and said, you know what, that Stanley Cup could be closer than I think? Yeah, no, you think about those things uh, uh, a little bit. Uh, you know, I think when a team... There's certain certain teams depending all depends on the room and the situation. I can't uh, talk for every every city, but I I do know from experience and watching and talking to other coaches that uh, sometimes teams sit back and they 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 feel like there's going to be a change happening. They're expecting a change, and and uh, when the change happens, it's a it's a little bit of a uh, you know kick in the pants, if you will. Uh, that you know you, you didn't you didn't get the job done you know the, the a coach is there to to direct and motivate and hold people accountable put the uh, the structure in you know foundationally to put that in uh, but it to me it, it's getting the players to you always hear coaches talk about buy-in and and the buy-in is are you are you ready and willing to commit to win you know, and there's two there's two types of players for me. There's there's uh, there's businessmen, and there's players. And the difference between a businessman and a player, and I'll, I'll take a uh, NFL uh, sort of situation. <laughs> a, a, you know, a guy, a receiver going through the middle, the the ball's thrown a little bit high, and those hands don't always get up there. You know, they get a little bit nervous, and those hands come down a little quick. Player gets those hands up, catches the ball, and makes the play. And that's the difference between businessmen and players, uh, the, that commitment level. And you see around the league, there's high commitment level in, on, on teams that have got off to great starts. I, you know, I ended up watching the Boston Bruins the other night um, and their commitment level and their, their swagger and all that is, is extremely high. And it's carryover from their start. Their carryover was from the, uh, uh, you know, uh, knowing that they were going to have a lot of people out and obviously a change with Bruce who was there a long time uh, and they didn't know Jimmy so they're all trying to impress Jimmy and uh, they got the message across and, and they've got off to a great start so uh, it's it's huge uh, when you get that the, the buy-in and the commitment and that's and you might need an event uh, I know the year we won the cup um, we had a couple losses. We won the President's Trophy. Couldn't buy. It couldn't get by by Pittsburgh. They go on and win two Stanley Cups. Yeah. I I sort of let the team heal for for lack of a better uh, way to explain it. I I let them try to fight through it a little bit. The, the pain of losing it. Are we ever going to win and all that? And it was about game twenty. And I remember where I felt it was time where enough is enough. Uh, no excuses, all that, and it was in Colorado, and I I uh, touched a, a few things that were right on the edge, and I and I said to the uh, my coaching staff, we we're I, I know we we're playing Minnesota when we're coming back. I says I'm going to find out if they're if they're going to buy in or if they're going to they're going to jump out of, uh, you know jump off the wagon here, and uh, and uh, and when they jump off the wagon means that probably I'm gone type of thing you know? and uh, yeah. because I've got yeah, I, sometimes a coach has to go to the edge he has to say say things that are are harsh 
And as long as the players know it's not vindictive, that you're, it's the truth and it's honest and, uh, and you don't hold it against them, you're just trying to show them the way, then they, they buy in. And uh, we played Minnesota and we had a terrific game. And I said, we're, now we're rolling. And sometimes you need to have that event or that, uh, you know, that, that type of honest, you know, break it down right to the core meeting where everybody gets touched up a little bit. My, uh, even the coach himself gets touched up and he touches them. You know, he, he understands he's part of that too. And usually the, if the buy-in's there, the, the answer's in the room. It always is. Uh, the easy way is to yell, fire the coach, fire the coach. Well, what do you think New Jersey fans would be saying now if they fired Lindy uh, after, you know, second game or first game of the year, whatever that was? I mean, uh, you know, he's got them. That, that event probably helped their team. It really did. It bonded their team. I'm, I, I haven't talked to Lindy, but I'm sure it has. The player said, that's, that's on us. You know, we got to get this done. And they've, they're, they're fun to watch. They're winning. A little kick in the ass never hurt nobody. And I love the thank you, Lindy Chance, the other day. Just a couple more and I'll let you go. Uh, the Leafs. This is a Leaf-centric show. What, what have you made of their start? Yeah. It was just a, a tough October. They, they've been much better lately. Yeah, I, I just think that they, they, they have a team that they feel that they're, they're going to be a playoff team. They know they're going to be a playoff team. I, I, I think that's what Sheldon and the management and the players feel. And, and sometimes you ease into it a little bit. Uh, into the season and and it wasn't quite going their way and you know they were having trouble finding the net and keeping pucks out and that's what happens but you know they came back to Toronto after I think their western swing and and they they fixed it they fixed it in the room Sheldon did a good job uh, I'm sure guys the, the you know the the key people in the room the Morgan Riley's and the you know the Austin Matthews and the Marners they 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 know they they got to carry a heavy load and uh, I think what I've seen in Toronto, uh, I haven't seen them a lot lately, uh, but I, I, I caught a game. And I think what happens sometimes with, with teams is that you're so reliant on your top guys that the, the secondary scoring and all that, they sometimes don't, they feel like, oh, those guys will take care of it. But I, I think what you're seeing is that everybody's finding ways to contribute. You know, either a block shot or something. There's more of a collective 20 guys pushing, not just four or five guys. It's hard to win in this league, and it's a hard burden for four or five guys to carry a whole group. Uh, so the strength is in the numbers, and I, I just think that they, you know, they came back, they pulled themselves together, and it starts obviously with your best players, but the other guys started feeling that they were a part of it too. So. Uh, they're they're playing they're playing well and they they've got a good hockey team and and uh, you know they've had some problems in goal with uh, trying to stay healthy, which is uh, can be uh, can go one way or the other for your hockey team. It can galvanize your your team play or it can sometimes take the confidence out of your team. But uh, they they've pulled it, pulled it together uh, in terms of their their team play and and they're playing well. And again, you have to be level-headed, right, as we wrap here. Just sort of your general thoughts on, like, a checklist for your career, where your ambition is headed, and, and what would it mean to you, truthfully, like, between us as a Canadian to potentially coach a Canadian team one day? Well, it, it, you know, it, it wouldn't be the, the be-all and end-all. I, uh, 
you know, I, I, I created a, a storm when I said that, you know, uh, I think it was Camp Jansen's, uh, you know, yeah. you know, original six team and everybody said, no, Toronto, Toronto, Toronto. No, I just, I, I have a, I'm an, a, you know, older guy in terms of, uh, you know, 60, 60 right now. And, and uh, I grew up with, you know, the original 12, but I, you know, the, the original six were, you know, the, you know, Montreal, the Leafs, Boston, all that, you know, uh, Detroit and, and the Rangers and, and that's where I started. So that was the only, you know, I've done, I've done the expansion team. I've done a, uh, you know, a couple of, of great franchises in Washington and, and the island. And I haven't done the original six and it was just a, a, a comment that I made and it went quite viral, I think. Um, it wasn't directed at, you know, one organization or the other. It's just, you know, those are cool things when you go through your career. Disappointment for me is I always wanted to, to coach, uh, you know, be part of the Olympic movement and yeah. not going to uh, to the Olympics, being part of that staff and then that not, not being able to go. That was, that was something that was on my bucket list for sure, which I probably, uh, I don't know if I'll ever get to do that again or not, but uh, that was, a, that was, that was something I, I wanted to accomplish. And, um, you know, I get great, I get great enjoyment with, uh, uh, taking teams and, and trying to make them better players, uh, have a good relationship with players, uh, over the years, you know, um, you know, I'm, that's where you, as a coach, you miss the room, you miss the, the you know, the, uh, I'll say you, you, every, every about 48 hours, you have a, a, uh, you're, you're either happy or you're sad. And, uh, uh, you know, it's emotionally, it's, it can be quite draining. And I guess you're, you become a little bit of a, uh, addicted to that, I, I, I guess, but, uh, I just, you, you, the game's a great game. It is. And it's so fast. People have no idea how fast it's gotten, how skilled it's gotten. Um, but when it comes down to winning championships, you need that good, good blend. You just do. You need the high skilled guys that can change a game. You need those, those heart and soul guys, uh, unique role guys. You look at, uh, uh, Colorado last year, who's got all the superstar talent that you, that more than probably anybody in the league and, and at key times, those, those role players, uh, were high contributors, you know, the Coglianos and people like that who, who stepped up and, and did a real great job for them. So, um, that's what you need to, to win. And 82 games is hard to, to get in the playoffs. It, people have no idea how, how hard it is to get in the playoffs and how committed you have to be and focused you have to be to win a Stanley Cup. It is, it's an incredible journey. And uh, the, people always say you have to learn to, to, to win and you're probably going to have some hard, hard losses. And I, I'm a big believer that you just don't go from, you know, becoming a good team, win a cup, you're going to get disappointed many, many times. And then you're, when you least think about it, you think about our run in, in uh, Washington, we had probably deeper teams the first two years I was there and we won president's trophies and we just couldn't get by, by the penguins. And then we had to, we lost some pieces. Um, and that, that third go at that Pittsburgh, uh, you know, if, when we beat them out in that, in that game, uh, in that series, we didn't have Tom Wilson. He was suspended. Yeah. Nicholas Backstrom had a broken uh, thumb. You know, we were missing a lot of pieces, but we had learned 
uh, how to win. And we started really hating to lose to the point where we weren't going to lose anymore. And that got us over the hump. Our structure, our commitment was, was phenomenal. And uh, when we got by Pittsburgh, I had no doubt we were going to win the cup. I actually knew we were going to win the cup when we were down two games to, to O against Columbus in the first series. And we went to Columbus and we won a double overtime. I walked in the room and said to the coaches, I'm just telling you, we're going to win the Stanley Cup now. And uh, yeah. they looked at me and settle down, big boy. That's, that's only one game. And I said, no, that was, that was, that was something that we needed. And we, we got it. And, and uh, I was right. You were, and it was a magical run. I remember the save by Braden Holpe. Yeah. I think it was in game two against Vegas. And it's funny you bring that up. I was talking to Devontae Smith-Pelly last night. He says hi. And just, uh, it was an unbelievable year. I was yeah, so absolutely. happy for you. And again, we can talk for ages. I love chatting with you. Um, you're, you're such a class act. Really, really appreciate your time today. And I, I look forward to seeing you behind an NHL bench very, very soon here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you have a good uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, obviously, you're in Canada. It's, it's big time yeah. in, the, in the States. And, uh, <laughs> it is. If not, we'll uh, have a great Christmas. Sounds good, Barry. Take care, okay? All right. Take care. There you have it. The legendary Barry Trotz, just salt of the earth. That's what I love about him the most. Like he just humanizes every situation. He had some business to attend to, family to attend to, and he's taken his time. How many people in life would just take their time even to throw away, you know, four, five, six, seven million bucks or whatever it is per season? I mean, he demands a lucrative contract at this point in time and rightfully so. And so again, many thanks to Barry Trotz for taking some time today. Again, I could go on for hours and hours and hours talking hockey with him. It's always a lot of fun. For now, the wrap-up is brought to you by our friends at PointsBet Canada. One for one to start the week. I was on the uh, Tyler Toffoli shot prop yesterday. Tonight, give me a William Nylander over 0.5 assists. So when any time assists, looking at plus 120 value or around there, six assists in the past seven outings, and then... On top of that prolific exposure and attachment, Austin Matthews, as we know, the lines jumbled up. It sounds like Nylander once again is going to start tonight on the wing of Austin Matthews, who's a shooter. So it's logical thinking in my world. So that's what I'm looking at tonight from a points bet Canada point of view is a William Nylander over 0.5 assists in this game. Hammer it, please. And with that, uh, I'm going to wrap today's edition. I know we got a, a bit past the clock here, but again, when you have Barry Trotz on, you take as much time as you need, and we did so today. So once again, I cannot thank Barry Trotz enough for, for giving, up, uh, giving us about 20 minutes on the show today. Jay Rosehill, another edition of Three Hits with Rosie, knocked it out of the park. And uh, looking forward to Leafs Pens tonight, and make sure to join us tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Wednesday. Take care. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.